Hello, it is Monday, November 16th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, the UFC released Jussier Formiga, and I don't think he's going to be the last really good, but just short a great fighter to be released by the UFC. Fans can stop this. All they have to do is hurt the UFC's ratings on ESPN. Sure, judging in MMA is a problem, but the bigger problem is the win-show pay. If fighters got a flat rate, they wouldn't have to worry about a judge, quote-unquote, costing them half their pay. Point the finger at Dana White and the UFC and the stupid pay method, not the judging. John Jones says USADA did not find a steroid in his system. The USADA rank sanctions say otherwise. And now on with the show. Juicier Formiga, uh, perennial top five, I think, flyweight, was released by the UFC on after going on a three-fight losing skid. Prior to that, he had won four straight, including a win over Davison Figueroa, Figueroa, rather, who is the current flyweight champion. The release, to me, seems like a, a salary dump for a fighter who is really good, just not great, probably will not get a UFC title shot, even though he's come close on several occasions, but fell one fight short. And so for a guy who's probably judging from his last recorded payout, which was his Sergio Pettis win in 2018, when he made 43 and 43 for a total of 86,000, probably making somewhere over a hundred, a hundred thousand with a win. Probably, um, the UFC can look at a salary like that and dump it knowing that he's not a huge draw because of his division most likely. And the UFC can then take that money that it spent on him and invest it in a, a bunch of fighters coming from, say, the uh, Dana White Contender Series or coming in from outside the UFC, fighters that are going to start at 12 and 12 contracts and might wash out of the UFC before they get anywhere close to what Formiga was making at the time of his release here, which is not a shock to me because if you have a high salary fighter who's, like I said here, very good, just one step short of great, getting a little older, has some name recognition, but not a lot of name recognition and likely not going to get another title shot because of age ranking, but will whoop, but will be a fighter who will prevent others from getting title shots just because they're that good. Well, then it's, that's someone that you can release. I don't like it. I don't agree with it from a, from a sporting standpoint. That is from a business standpoint, from a straight business standpoint, this makes sense. Um, I know we don't like to see it and we wish the UFC would be a little, you know, kinder to folks that have been with the UFC for a long time. And Formiga has been with the UFC since uh, 2012. So business-wise, though, yeah, like I said, makes sense from a business standpoint. But how many of these fighters are going to get released before the UFC gets around to releasing more recognizable names that are in the same kind of spot, highly ranked, but not going to get a title shot and highly paid and just are in the spot where they're keeping other fighters from moving up to the very upper echelon of the division. And that's what Formiga was. And sooner or later, they're going to get to some names in there that are going to piss fans off if they get released. So this is a, this is a risky proposition. And we could all see that the UFC was headed down this road by the number of fighters who were getting signed to 
contracts after the contender series fights. Um, that wasn't an accident. And White can deny that he, the UFC is signing so many fighters in this this year's contender series because they want to fill the roster with lower priced um, fighters. But you, my eyes tell me different, you know. And sooner or later, like I said, you're going to get a fighter that is going to piss the, the fans off. And that might be the turning point of all this. So the UFC, and this is how I feel about it, and I discussed this before. The UFC is in a spot now with ESPN where it's just producing content. It doesn't care who's on these cards. It knows that it has enough fans who will always support every card and tune into every card, no matter the quality of that card. And this was a big to-do last week with with Vegas 14, where some media members said it was bad matchups, bad card, didn't really have much going for it, and that it wasn't worth watching. Now, that's their opinion, and I and they're they're entitled to it, and they can defend that, and I know they have defended it. But then the fans come up and say, "Well, you should support every card," and I disagree with that. I don't have to support every card. If I see a bad card, I'll call it a bad card, and I won't support it. And if you support every card, this is where we get into problems. Now, the UFC knows it can count on you to support every card. And it knows that it'll deliver a certain number of ratings to the, to the to ESPN. And as long as those ratings remain steady and don't fall too, too much, the UFC is going to keep testing this and see where the limit is. And if there's no limit, pretty soon you're going to be getting cards where the only fighters you recognize are in the main event and maybe the co-main event. And the reality is the fans at that point, the always support every fight card fans at that point are the ones that are going to have to take the blame because you gave the UFC and ESPN the ratings it wanted. And the result was watered down fight cards with lower paid fighters and lesser talent. That's what's going to happen. And the only way that's going to change is if the ratings go down and ESPN demands higher quality cards. So think about that before you blindly tune into every UFC fight card because you feel some kind of obligation. You have no obligation to the UFC. The UFC is using you, the fans, just as much as the UFC uses its fighters to deliver a number of fights to ESPN. It doesn't care who's on those fights. It doesn't care who's on those fight cards. It just knows that if it reaches X amount of fight cards per year, it gets the UFC gets a giant windfall. And 80% or more of that money is going to the UFC and not to the fighters. So these are the things fans really don't think about. And the UFC counts on them to not think about it. I would implore the fans to think about this. You're going to lose more fighters like Juicy A. Formiga. Good, almost great fighters who are just never going to get title fights. And then sooner or later, you're going to look around one day and you're going to say, where are all the fighters I recognized? And they're going to be gone. And then you're going to see... You're going to have a bunch of fighters from the Dana White Contender Series with like three and one records populating main cards. That's where this is headed, I think. And it's not going to change until the ratings drop. And the ratings won't drop if there's blind support of the UFC. That's how TV and entertainment work. Entertainment works as long as the ratings are there. The TV shows will keep going. When the ratings drop, TV shows get canceled. The UFC has a certain number that will always tune in. And next thing you know, you're watching a bunch of folks. You don't even know who they are or where they came from. So pay more attention to the, to the quality of these cards, I would say. And to sit some out, you sit some out. But the end result, if you do sit some out, is probably going to be higher level fight cards. So just, you know, keep that in mind and watch who's getting cut.
because I don't think this is going to be the first or the last really good fighter that gets re- released by the UFC. This past weekend, there were some issues with the judges, and that, of course, brought up the don't let it go to the judges. The judges are affecting our pay. The judge shouldn't be able to decide that I only get half of my pay. Don't take it to the judges, blah, 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 blah. The judges are, and judging as a whole, is a problem in MMA. It's a problem in boxing. It's probably a problem in other sports that employ judges to decide winners and losers. I'll agree with that. But the UFC fighters and and other fighters that are striking out against the judging are missing one big point, either intentionally or because they're afraid to speak up. And that point is the judging is part of the problem, but the larger problem is the fact that the UFC employs a pay scale that gives the fighters half pay if they lose and the other half if they win. That's the problem. If you destroy that, then the problem of the judges deciding if you get half pay or full pay goes away. And I know the arguments that fighters try harder if they only get half their pay. And I also know the argument, the reality of that argument is that's bullshit because if you lock two people in a cage in a fist fight, one of them or both of them, neither of them are going to half-ass it. I refuse to believe that. Dana White and the UFC have convinced fighters that this is the case, but the reality is it's not the case. You can never convince me that that's the case because on the face of it, it's a ridiculous argument. It's ridiculous. No one wants to lose, especially in a, in a, in a sport where it's one-on-one. No one wants to lose. No one wants to get knocked out on TV. No one wants to get submitted on TV. It's illogical. The whole thing, the whole thought is illogical. But yet Dana White has convinced fans and fighters and I guess some of media that this is the way it should be in in, in MMA. Now, uh, you look at any other sport, if a football team loses, they don't all get half pay that Sunday. Baseball, you don't get half pay. No other sport works like this. So how did everyone allow Dana White to convince them that this is the way it should be? It shouldn't be this way. The split pay thing needs to go away. Flat rates, increased share of the revenue is good for the fighters. It's good for the UFC because they'll have higher quality fights if fighters actually can train. And it's good for the fans because the fighters, again, if they get higher pay and know that they're going to get that pay, they'll be able to train properly. If I don't know if I'm going to get 12000 or 24000 I'm going to have to work another job. If I know I'm going to get 24000 then I can budget that better and work around it and not go into debt. But again, the debt thing is part of the problem too. The UFC wants to keep fighters on the hook and have them fight as often as they want them to because that helps the UFC. If you get rid of the split pay, a lot of the problems will go away. Sure, the judging will still be poor, but you'll still get paid what you're supposed to get paid. And again, you're going to have to really 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 convince me that the split pay thing is gets better fights cuz i don't think it does i don't i'm i'm 99.9% sure that fighters are going out there to win because it doesn't make sense to just go out there and half ass it because you know you can get hurt real bad if you're half assing it so sure judging's a problem but the bigger problem is the the what we refer to in MMA as the win and show get rid of it flat rate pay that's the real problem. John Jones is once again bickering with Daniel Daniel Cormier 
The reason being that Cormier, I guess, disqualified Jones from the GOAT discussion. Let me rephrase that. Disqualified Jones from the totally made up and insignificant GOAT discussion because of positive drug tests. And that's fine if that's what, if that's how Cormier wants to do his discussion of the greatest fighter. Well, that's up to Cormier because this, this GOAT thing doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. So if Cormier wants to define it the way Cormier wants to define it, and others will define it this way as well, they will disqualify fighters that have positive drug tests. And, and I don't have a problem with that because, like I said, it's not a real thing. But I think Jones is taking this much more personally because it's Cormier, and we know they have never been the best of friends. But what I don't like is that Jones is trying to take this in a direction that paints himself in a good light. And he tweeted out earlier tonight, USADA never found steroids in my system, and that's an absolute fact. Most of you would never look that up, though. Well, I did look that up. And here is what the USADA sanctions said about Jones. Jones, 31, tested a positive for a prohibited substance as a result of a sample collected during the in-competition testing period on July 28, 2017, before his bout at UFC 214 in Anaheim, California, an event sanctioned by the California Athletic Commission. Jones' sample contained 4-chlora-18 and then a bunch of stuff, a metabolite of a long, we'll just use the abbreviation, DHCMT, or another chlorine substituted, substituted I'm sorry, anabolic steroid. Chlorine substituted anabolic steroids, including DHCMT, are non-specified substance in the class of anabolic agents and prohibited, prohibited at all times under the UFC anti-doping policy. Again, chlorine substituted anabolic steroid tested positive. So if you look it up, you'll find that John Jones tested positive for an anabolic steroid. Now, his sanction was reduced because they couldn't find that he intentionally doped. An arbitrator decided that he could not find that Jones intentionally doped. But that doesn't mean that this steroid metabolite was not found in Jones's system. It was. It was found in a urine test, and hence he was suspended for 15 months. He was the original suspension was longer, but it was reduced on on arbitration, which does again does not say that he was not guilty, which Jones has also claimed, or that it wasn't found in his system. It definitely was in his system. He wasn't found not guilty. He wasn't found innocent. He was found to have not intentionally had the had the steroid ingested the steroid, but that doesn't mean he di didn't do it. It also means he did do it. Doesn't mean he did do it. It just means they could not find that where he ingested it because I believe they tested all his supplements and it wasn't there. And so the arbitrator decided that Jones did not intentionally dope. Now other people will obviously have different opinions, but the fact of the matter is. Arbitrator decided he did not intentionally do it, but the fact remains that it was in his system, it was found in his system, and he served the suspension for it. So Jones cannot claim that he that USADA didn't find it. He can claim that an arbitrator reduced his sentence because they found that he didn't intentionally take it, and that's the fact. So I think Jones is trying to play semantics here. Maybe he's trying to say he didn't have a steroid in his system but had a steroid metabolite. But come on, man. I'm looking right at the sanction. It's on the USADA webpage. We all know what happened. We're not dumb. We don't forget just a couple years ago. And again, 
this is all over some silly argument of the greatest of all time with his, you know, biggest nemesis bringing this up. Jones could have just ignored this. Said it was Cormier trying to get under his skin. And obviously it did. And Cormier knew it would. And so now Jones is out here arguing again and and saying things that, you know, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the suspension here and the and the arbitration ruling and it says that this happened, that, you know, he it was in a system, but it was reduced because what it says here, reduced degree of, degree of fault and the circumstances of the case, including the fact that Jones has been tested on multiple occasions leading up to UFC 214, and as recently as three weeks prior to the event, all of which yielded negative tests for prohibited substance. The independent arbitrator found that John Jones was not intentionally cheating in this case, but again, it did find a steroid metabolite in his system. So, end of story there. Jones is, was not found innocent, not guilty, and he did have a steroid metabolite in his system. So, we can all see this, and it's in writing. So can we put this whole thing to rest and stop bringing up this GOAT discussion? I doubt it. But, yeah, if someone tells you to look it up, look it up and see what you find. Uh, that's all I have for tonight. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe.